Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop On. Yes, yes, yes. Is it working? I think it's yes. I think we finally made it a little bit late onto YouTube. So sorry for everyone who's, uh, you know, been waiting so patiently. Like Damon's got some wonderful questions in the chat already. This is Cop On. This is Cop On Live. And this is Cop On, the audio version. Whoever you are, whatever cookies you've been chowing down on recently, you are very, very welcome. Um, Everybody is extremely welcome as ever. This is Cop on Podcast at Cop on Podcast on Twitter. And uh, there's other things, uh, you know, contact us, Cop on Podcast at gmail.com. I'm with Brian and I'm with Alan. We've got loads of things to talk about. Uh, the title of, of the video on YouTube, the, the main topic that I want to kick off with before we get into some wonderful questions in the chat and before we get into other things to talk about is, is about the title. So we've got this uh, extended uh, break now. Um before an in extremely intense period, but this extended break has given us time to reflect. Uh, and I don't know how you feel about it, Brian, but um, my instinct is saying, or I'm not just instinct, the actual data, the fact that we're, we're eighth, Brian, we're eighth in the league after just six games um it's too early to write anything off completely but i think our chances of winning the title are extremely slim already after six games on the 19th of september the title it's not over over but is it for you effectively over brian when you look at you know how good man city are with erling the chum bucket Holland? Uh, um god unusually for me i would probably say yes and i never say that i i'm not always the guy who says no we win our game in hand and this they lose a game and before you know it, there's only two points swing and that kind of thing but this particular season it looks like i don't know a bridge too far it's it's just too many things that need fixing or too many things that have to go just in our favor and, and not only that, but there are too many other teams that are in form and looking quite strong um, this season. It's, I don't think it's just, you know, Liverpool and City having it their own way, uh, as it has been for, like, the last how many years. Um, for me, I'm at the moment, I'm just thinking about, look, just play ourselves back into contention because we're not even con in contention at the moment, I would I would argue. I think we've, we've, drawn, we've, we've, we've fallen back to that kind of... Jesus, are we going to make top four uh, conversation, right? Because uh, you look at um, you look at Arsenal, you look at uh, well, City. I just picked up where they've left off as they normally do, and um, you know, and Spurs. You look at those three, and they've 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 come out all guns a blazing, and um, you know, Spurs have got a world class manager. Um, he's had some time there. He's starting to put it together. They've always had a pretty decent team. And he's managed to get uh, he's getting a tune out of them again so they 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 look like they're back to or coming back to where they were in previous years past um arsenal it's, it seems to be clicking for them they're playing some great football um and uh you know we need to make sure that we are that other person other team in in the conversation for like third fourth before we can even think about 
really competing for um, for first. But I, I, I don't know. I can't see it at the moment. I mean, I've already switched off on that. I'm not thinking of that. I'm just thinking of let's let's put a few good get results together. Let's get a couple of runs together. I mean, it really. I mean, we we win a game and we're in fifth, right? Um, and so you know, City are not miles ahead of us at this moment in time. But um, yeah, it doesn't seem to be things haven't gone our way this season. So to answer your original question, yeah, I I, I I'll be pleasantly surprised if we're in if we're in the conversation uh, in the in the new year for the title. But but then again, this is the weirdest season in the history of the game, right? In terms of stop start, in terms of the World Cup happening in the middle of the season. So, God, if, if anything ever was going to happen, this would be the season for it to happen in terms of weird. I mean, it'd be incredibly weird for Liverpool to win the season where we are now. Uh, at the end of the year, we're lifting the title. People would say that nobody expected that to happen the way it started. But if any team's going to do it, it does. But at the moment, we, we just need to string. We can't string two wins together, let alone go for the title. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm keeping my powder dry on that one. It's a very interesting answer. Thank you very much. Um, Alan Bryan mentioned uh, Tottenham, uh, Arsenal, as well as, of course, Manchester City, um, you know, being, I, I can just see them. I mean, I don't know. I can see Arsenal, you never know with, with consistency. Maybe they'll drop off if they start losing a couple of matches. But after they won on the weekends, they're top of the league. They're 18 points with six wins and one loss from, from their first seven. Man City on 17 points. Liverpool on nine points nine after six matches we've got an extra game which could uh, if we win take us up to 12 points but alan how are you feeling about it i mean are you because i just don't think the performances are there for us to sustain the title challenge unless tiago can stay fit maybe what do you reckon alan yeah well uh, thanks for putting me straight on after brian there's not much more i can say after that uh, good <laughs> good uh, speech <laughs> but um yeah no i think i think i said it before Ron. Last year when we were 12 or points behind, you were the one that was so positive and, and convinced me that we could still go on and challenge. This year you couldn't convince me, you've no hope, simply because the way we're playing, just something not right, just something after going wrong in the camp or the dressing room or I don't know what it is, just something. So I'm, I'm very un, not confident of, I've given, like Brian said, I've given up hope of challenging for the title. My emphasis now is on top four. Um, so yeah, like Spurs, Spurs are getting better. Uh, Chelsea will get better with Potter when he gets gets his setup going. Uh, Arsenal, I still have a doubt about. I just don't think, uh, like you said, if they lose one or two games in a row, I don't think they have the, the mentality in the squad to, to keep going. But you never know; that can change over a season. So, um, yeah, no, I've, I, I'm settling for top four. That's my aim for this season. Um, top four with, with with who, Alan? Like, so, so are you thinking? You know, you're not sure about Arsenal. So, I mean, obviously City. I mean. Obviously, that's one place gone. So for the other three, I mean, Tottenham are very consistent under Antonio yes. Conte. So you think they're... And then, what, it's a battle between us, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United yes. for, for the yeah. third and fourth place. Is that right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. City, City will just keep going, especially with Haaland. Like, just... God, this chap is just, just a machine. Um, Spurs, like you said, are strong and that's a great manager. Um, Chelsea's players probably will start gelling, gelling soon, like you know, because they did buy a lot of players this summer. Um, so then I think like it's us, Arsenal, probably Man United, and challenging for the for the fourth spot. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
but, uh, it's, not, but I, it's not mm-hmm. it's not being negative for either own it's you know like some fans will say oh you're being negative for whatever it's not it's it's being realistic and 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 supporting your team during during a downtime as well it's not all you know you know some fans here you say you know we're we're out of it and they think oh you're being so negative it's not it's it's you know, i'm 52 years of age i've seen a lot of teams come and go and it's a time where you just have to sit back and accept that your standards have dropped and you need to buy a few players I would be in the same camp, um, but you know there are other arguments. You know there are some people. For example, Damien in the chat, um, very interesting. He says uh, maybe I'm too optimistic, but I'm only looking at City myself. So okay, so Damien's only looking at City as the main, uh, as the main, as our main um, challenger, as as usual, as our main rival for the for the league. Um, and there is a way in which he, you know Damien's. You know, entirely justified, and everyone who agrees with Damien, because there are bound to be lots of lots of fans out there who would agree with that. Um, you know, it's it's you know, let, let's look at that argument. If Tiago stays fit, for example, last season, um, for a stat, he he started twenty seven games in all competitions, and we won twenty two of them. Um, and it's basically the same team as last year. Plus, we've added, uh, okay, we've lost Taki and, and Divock, but we've added Fabio Carvalho and, and Harvey Elliott's like a new signing. So, you know, there is that that argument that, uh, you know, if Thiago can stay fit, then yes, we have, we have uh, you know, everything it takes already in our squad to get back to those, you know, consistently winning ways. Um, and you could see the difference in our last match with, with Thiago back in, in the team. It's it's chalk and cheese, really, from what we've seen. Um, but, you know, to that, I would say, you know, Henderson's a year older, Milner's, you know, three years older than last season, I would say, with all the football he's been forced to to to, to make. And also this, this coming period that you mentioned before, Brian, we'll, We'll have a little look at it um, if I can uh, find my agenda. I do believe it's it's thirteen matches in six weeks when we come back, Brian. Thirteen matches in six weeks, uh, which is uh, which is huge. I'll try and find my list. I'll bring it up here in a moment. My uh, computer's going slowly, but yeah, it starts with Brighton. Sorry, I'm looking forward to that. Thirteen matches in six weeks. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, my question to you is. You know, with what you've seen so far, with our tactical changes, with, you know, bringing in uh, Elliot to midfield, dropping him back into an unfamiliar position, with uh, all of the injuries we've had so far, do you think we can handle the intensity? Or do you think that there are things that make it so that we can't handle the intensity anymore? Well, you know, I mean, I in I have complete faith in Jurgen Klopp, right? Um, he, you know, to, for him to figure this stuff out and find out what exactly is going on. Um, a couple of things that really stand out for me that are concerning, and uh, and I haven't used the word concerning about a Liverpool uh, team for since Jurgen Klopp has, has taken over uh, as, as the boss, right? And the big one, which is really surprising, is the amount of effort that the lads are putting in each match is a concern. You know, we are being outrun week in, week out, by other teams, home and away, and that's bonkers. I don't. I have no clue what's going on there. That's so unusual. That's such an anomaly, and that should be a massive red flag um, to to Liverpool and and to the management. You know what what the hell is going on? That because um, it's 
you can argue, you know, we're unlucky with uh, with uh, injuries and different things go against you, etc. But one thing that we are never uh, guilty of is being outworked and outfought on 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 the pitch. Sometimes you have an off day, but we're having an off season so far. And I think the one, you know, the one game in the league where we really, I thought, looked great. And yes, okay, Bournemouth were, were atrocious as well. So it was a perfect storm. Um, that game for me was the game where we we went back to basics and we we didn't play this ridiculous, you know, this very complicated uh, system that we play um, from time to time. It's a, it's like when a when a centre back is as out of form, they say kick it into Rosette. You know, don't overcomplicate it. Just get rid the get rid of the ball. Play yourself back into 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 form. And that particular game, I think we mentioned in one of the previous podcasts. If you looked at the heat map of where the players were positionally, they were exactly where you would expect them to be in a very traditional system. So the like Trent particularly was on the halfway line, just just on the halfway line, but not up in in the ten where he many many times now. He, like even for Liverpool fans, we've been watching this system for years, right? So we're used to seeing him as a winger, right? And but now with each game that goes past, we're seeing him more and more centralized. Um, so not not he's not even on the inside channel. He's playing almost in the ten. He's all over the place, and um, I just think that's incredibly. Con- it's just incredibly confusion confusing for perhaps the other players and particularly the younger players in the team, particularly when uh, we're not firing on all four cylinders, when things are not going your way. Sometimes you have to know where your your, your teammates are going to be. And if there's that level of uh, questioning combined with the lack of a- a- um, aptitude and, and, um, and running, then that's for me is the concern. I think we talked a bit off air before we started. There was like a story that came out today. I, I don't know the exact source, but it was from another YouTuber. And they were quoting an article in some publication that uh, supposedly there's a toxic atmosphere in the background there because of um, the training and overtraining. Yeah, um, tell us about um, this. This is this is a, this is a breaking story. Is that right? What? what yeah, <laughs> breaking story from a YouTube channel who plays FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we we have not checked the veracity of this, but what have you? Yes, about? we're going over to our senior FIFA playing correspondent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, to be fair to him, he, he does come up with some good stuff on transfers. I think his his channel's called uh, FIFA Tom. He's a he's from maybe Poland, I think he's a mad red. He's, he, he produces entertaining stuff. But anyway, he, out of the blue, completely out of the blue today, he posted this um, uh, article where people were mentioning in, in uh, some Reddit and, and quoting a publication, which I unfortunately I can't remember now, that supposedly um, the chap from Bayern uh, that, that we signed back in, I forget when he joined us, uh, you, you mentioned his name earlier on. Yeah, Andreas Kornmeyer. He's the fitness that's, coach. He, he joined us, I think, about three years ago now. That's right. Yeah. Um, well, well, now I don't know how true this is or not, but the 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 angle of the narrative of this story was is that from day one that guy rubbed people up the wrong way um, at Melwood. Um, in terms of it's my way or the highway, in, ter- in terms of its its intensity, its its uh, die on the pitch in the training ground, and that will produce like ultra fit athletes. And I think for the initially the angle of this story is initially it worked, and but but it worked 
with some um, people were not happy about it, like uh, the other the other fitness um, backroom staff who are who are there already. But now the feeling is that uh, his, th these methods are starting to bear poison fruit um, because of all of these um, injuries that are starting to pile up. Because I, I believe some quite a few of them are soft tissue injuries, but they're not just all kind of um, you know broken legs or you know busted knees or whatever. Like it, it, with with those kind of injuries, you you can say, "Wow, well, you're just unlucky, right?" There's a keeper gets a concussion, you know, somebody breaks their leg in a tackle. There's nothing you can do about that. But if you're starting to rack up a lot of soft tissue injuries, then you have to look at the training, the physio, and uh, everybody said it. Like every, if you listen to any channel these days, everybody says something's not right. Something something's going on there. The guys don't. They something seems to be going off. You know, you never see Liverpool play, players arguing with each other on the on the pitch, and we've seen that a few times. In the in the short time that we've been watching this new season, so I don't know how much is it that's in that, but but you could you could link that to the to the fact that we have been outrun by most teams this season, which is an absolute shocker. Um, you know, con considering our like I, I I've lost counting amount of times I've said this, but our entire identity is about intensity. Klopp has always said. We don't want to be the best team in the world, but we want to be, the, you know, the team that nobody wants to play. Um, and that's that's where everything starts. That's they have to those teams when they cross the line, they have to know that they're going to get the, the absolute worst game of their life in terms of like we're going to run them ragged. And at the moment, they're not getting that. And so in those first 10, 15 minutes, when when the other the opposition sees that Liverpool are, are not at it again. It just gives them wings. It says, "Oh, great! It's going to go like that's gone previously. Let's let's have a go at them." Because previously they wouldn't have that much of a go at us because they'd be worried that we were just going to run them ragged for ninety minutes. But now we don't seem to be doing that. So it's it's really interesting. It's a really really interesting point. And I've got PremierInjuries.com in front of me, which is a, a list uh, that you can use for your fantasy football if you play that for of, of all the players who are injured and what the injury is. And uh, just going through our injuries, so um, Oxlade-Chamberlain, uh, thigh injury, according to this site. Naby Keita, thigh injury, at least someone knows. It's a thigh injury. Jordan Henderson, thigh injury. Andy Robertson, knee injury. Konate, knee. Uh, Curtis Jones is calf stroke shin stroke heel. So either they don't know or it's one of those three. Uh, Queeve Kelleher, is it some kind of groin or hip injury? Um, and Kelvin Ramsey's a lower back injury. Like that's 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 our current list. So that's uh, uh, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players. Um, okay, if we take out the two knee injuries, as knee injuries happen, uh, and all the rest could could have been avoided if these are the things. I mean, but our fitness issues, yes, it's not just the people who are injured and and what they're going down uh with alan it's it's like i mean i don't know like the game against ix was the first time that we'd outrun any team this season so maybe it's getting better but maybe maybe there's something in this rumor and and uh you know there's sort of divisions in the camp because they really have been pushed beyond their limits and now it's like a, a bielsa style burnout what do you think alan uh, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, um, there's obviously something wrong. Like we've we've been saying it over a few games. Like um, there's something wrong in the camp. So it's it's quite plausible that this is uh is the reason. Um, it's interesting there as well to go back and on, on the point there 
Brian's point of injuries. You named eight players with most injuries there. The only one that got an injury in a game that I know of was Kanate, where you've seen the challenge, you've seen his knee jerk. So there's there's something to the rest of them all having muscle injuries. Um, but yeah, our intensity this year has been way off, particularly in midfield. That you know we all know our midfield has got older, but our intensity. Like if you go back four years where we had that fantastic winning season and everything, you had Henderson, Milner, and God, who had we then as well? well let's just say Nabby. Um, they were they, they were the intensity machine that were starting to press up top, and that's why we had the high line and we could do things like that. But that's not happening this season. Our midfield is not doing the press. They're not controlling the game. They're not putting pressure on on the other team. They're trying. And yes, the other night was probably the best performance this year of pressing and, and pushing a team back. But I'm just, I don't know, very interested in Brian's FIFA buddy there. Uh, sounds like he might have hit something on the, hit a nail on the head there because you know, we've all been saying it, something wrong, something not right this season. And it's like any business, any, any job we're all in their life. You can put in a motivation person that pushes you too far, but things go well for a season or two and you put up with it. And eventually that person gets overbearing and something. That's a very interesting point. It's a very interesting point. And we're going to have a look at some other interesting points through the the chat. Yes, go on. Sorry, just just so I remember it. I just looked whilst we were talking there. Also, there was six injuries before the current batch of injuries, right? So we talked about Thiago coming back and whatever. And out of those six injuries, five of them are muscle injuries, Mm. right? And one of them is a foot injury. Um, so, so that's like, that's non, that's a ridiculously high amount of muscle injuries. If you combine all of them together, um, over the, and when, when the season hasn't even started, right. And so we've got like 14 and a lot of these players would be getting game time. Um, they're not like they're kind of fringe players or not, or not you know, and they're all going down with various different muscle injuries. Um, so I don't know. There could Which be, is part could be some... of, yeah, but I mean that's that's part of football, though, isn't it? I mean to get to get muscle injuries, but yes, this is this is a lot of them. But again, it brings us back to you know what we've been saying about recruitment is that it's part of our strategy to be intense. We've got a lot of midfielders, especially midfielders who who have a a poor injury record. We've got a lot of central defenders who have poor injury records as well. So you've got to adjust your recruitment. To deal with all of that, as you know, if you're not going to change your training methods, but uh, I want to get on to what we've what we've got in the chat. We've had some lovely messages. Uh, Glasgow Red Chats. John is in is in the house. He says hi, guys. Hope you're all doing well. Very well, thanks, John. Get your get your messages in. Some really interesting points from Damien. Um, he says, uh, you know, Jota is massive for us, and uh, he would have been a big difference early season, and uh, he would have let Nunez bed in slower i mean that's a very very good point and we're going to talk about jota in a bit but uh i, I want to you know go through some of the some of the comments because there are so many interesting ones there's one from yeah of course yeah of course i can never do it um uh he says uh he or she says excuse me we don't know uh considering the margins have been one point and Liverpool fans have been staunch on making this point. It would be very remiss of me and our fan base to change the goalpost now. He says we are not in the title race because the margins have been so thin. And now suddenly, you know, it's thicker. It's thicker. It's, uh, you know, it's um, 
it's definitely an argument, you know, like I, I would tend to agree that that City have, have strengthened with Haaland and maybe they've lost a little bit, maybe with Jesus leaving and Sterling leaving. But yes, they're, they're, they're certainly, you know, whereas, I don't know, compared to us, we've, we've really fallen back in terms of performance. Uh, but then Damien makes a very good point that City were 12 points behind at one point last season. Yes, they were. They were 12 points behind. You're absolutely right. Um, when they had lost matches, though, or drawn matches and fallen behind, if you look at the performance in all of those matches, they were all like when City had uh you know 20 shots and the other team had two and it was a 1-1 draw or a 2-2 draw or maybe they lost 1-0 uh they were they it wasn't unlucky because it happened again and again but but it was just simply because they didn't have a number nine now they've got Erling Haaland and they've got Julian Alvarez who's a wonderful player on the bench as well so I would say that um, you know, like it's not going to repeat again with City dominating and dominating and then dropping points as often as it happened last season. It will still happen because it's football and that happens and it's already happened a couple of times for them. They've drawn two already in seven matches, but it's just, I don't know. Now they've got the number nine. It's, I think it's depressing. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to give in. I'm not saying that Liverpool have zero chance of coming back because that's just not true either. We do have a chance, but it's just dependent on our performance levels coming back that we've been missing, you know, because of these things we've been talking about with fitness and things, uh, you know, but it's, uh, it's, 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 it's really interesting. Thanks everybody for your, for your chat messages. Keep them coming in. Uh, Damien says, uh, Damien Smart says, don't forget the exhaustive fixtures right up to the last day last year, plus a short pre-season. All of these things are factored into our fitness and talking about exhaustive fixture lists um i finally uh i think uh you know if 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 it works got the uh got the agenda in front of me with all of the list of things our first game you know after this international break is uh gonna be um brighton alan i'm going to talk to you about brighton go back to you uh, they've got a new manager i don't know if you've heard his name is roberto this something i'll come back to you on the name because uh, my agenda is still loading um but he was he was the manager of sassuolo okay and i've done my research R roberto de zerbi and i can tell you a few things about him alan before we uh get talk about the brighton match uh, so roberto de zerbi he, he, he was an italian player he had four caps for italy uh, a long time ago he retired in 2013 he played he played his entire career in italy apart from two years in romania as a player for fc Cluj. in terms of uh style okay he likes a 4-3-3 or a 3-4-3 um and he likes his fullbacks to stay deep pep style okay so that the, the fullbacks stay quite deep they never really attack um and they sometimes they come in field a little bit uh, uh and it just you know i don't know his style apparently blimey i was reading that he he, he likes to have uh, tactically speaking two players only in a horizontal line at any time and three players vertically okay 
So what, what this does apparently is it makes a lot of space to score goals because his style is attacking. He loves scoring goals. He loves outscoring the opponent, uh, Roberto De Zerbi. Uh, so after leaving Sassuolo, he had a win rate of 35.3% before he joined Shakhtar in 2021 in the Ukrainian league where his win record was 66.67%. He's only won one trophy in his career, managing career, uh, which is a Serie C title with Fodja a few years ago. But basically what we can expect from what I've been reading, Alan, is an attacking coach. He's going to leave spaces at the back. He's not going to be scared to uh, attack Liverpool. And I just wonder how you're feeling about Brighton this season and the new manager, if, you know, if you you know the fact they've lost Potter. Uh, Alan, what do you reckon about Brighton, our next opponents? Well, thanks for all that information. That was uh, brilliant. <laughs> I've never heard of him. Uh, I, I did see it this morning that he, he's the new manager. Um, sounds very interesting. Uh, sounds like if he gets his way, it'll be, it'll be an interesting team to watch. Um, uh, Potter leaving, I think, is is huge. You know, it's it's not great for Brighton because he is a. He is a good manager, I think. I, I liked him very much. Um, I think he's crazy to go to Chelsea, but I, I presume it's hard to turn down the money he offered to go there. Um, but yeah, sometimes you wonder, I was thinking there as well, like we're playing Brighton next. Uh, the new manager effect is the last thing we need at the moment. And, you know, teams tend to play good for the first game in particular. But I'm very interested to see that what formation he comes up with and long it takes him to get his uh, system into place there because it's a big difference playing in, in, in them other leagues than coming into the Premiership and expected to be up in the top 10 or thereabouts. But, um, sorry, what did you say his name was again? Oh, wow. We're going to have to test my pronunciation again. Roberto De Zerbi, Z-E-R-B-I. Roberto De Zerbi. So, yeah, he was famous, you know, like all those cool you know really good exciting atta attacking italian players who you know who were from sassuolo you know they had their, their brilliant left back and you've got the guy who now who now plays for west ham who who hasn't really been getting into the team but you know by reputation um they're they're really good you know for people like me who don't watch Serie A. um but uh yeah i think uh you know, he was he was he had a big uh, influence on 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 bringing them through, I believe. You know, with his time at Sassuolo. So yeah. yeah well, well, obviously, I think you know it's first his first game, the team's first game under him. I think you no, know, just we just go back to the old Liverpool and the same we've been saying for years, and just just go out and beat them, just give them hell, um, beat them on the day is all we can do at the moment. Um, I just, I think they're there for the take. I think you know a lot of them players will be very disappointed that Potter's gone. Um, Oh, yes, they'll give it their all and there'll be new manager and probably, I don't know if he speaks English or anything, you know, I think we just go out and beat them. That's our attitude and just do it. Well, I like it. Just just go and beat them. But Brian, I mean, Brighton, they've, they're in fourth place. They're four points ahead of us, 13 points. And they also didn't play on the weekend. So they've got the extra game in hand that we have. So they've only played six as well. Uh, 13 points. We're four points behind them. Um, a player who's been banging form is Pascal Gross because he's got three goals and two assists in those six games from midfield. Underrated player, 31 years old now, Pascal Gross. Um, have you seen anything of Brighton this year, Brian, or you've just been concentrating on, on Liverpool? Yeah, no, I've watched them. I watched Brighton. They're a good team. They're playing nice football. And uh, Potter, a brilliant, brilliant manager, highly rated, has been for the longest time, like uh, probably the best a young, if you can say that, 
uh, English manager in the game uh, for a while. But I think uh, the amazing uh, Chelsea Academy and all those amazing players that they've developed over the years, you know, Kevin De Bruyne and Mohamed Salah, um, attracted him to the Chelsea to the Chelsea job. He just couldn't. He couldn't. That's a. I'm, I'm going to dig at the new American owner there in case you're not picking up on that. <laughs> so have you seen? Did you see the the, the new American owners uh, interview where he was saying, oh? They developed Mohamed Salah at their academy, and Kevin De Bruyne just made himself look like a complete plum. I just thought, wow, you're, you're that, yeah, you're just that perfect owner for Chelsea. You really are. You're an absolute asshat, and you, everything about you screams Chelsea. It really does. You know, oh, we're we're going to have a North versus South game. Yeah, of course we are. Lovely, <laughs> awesome, totally awesome. Ted, yeah. Ted Lasso. It's like a bad episode of Ted Lasso, <laughs> isn't it? It's like Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, yeah, but look, I think um, playing Brighton after they've lost Graham Potter is probably a good thing um, because it's no accident that they're so high up. Uh, he's such a good manager. You got this new guy coming in. It's a real yeah. You do get the new you get the new manager bounce, as Alan says, but you usually get that bounce when things have gone. Sh- Things have been going shit. And then a new manager comes in and he's there to kind of fix things. But I don't think you get that bounce when things are going really well and you lose your amazing manager because one of the big clubs in and I'm snitching. It's quite the opposite sometimes, you know, you, you, they could go into free fall now um, because they are, they're in a kind of uh, unnaturally high position in the league anyway. Nobody's expecting Brighton to finish above in the top 10, I think. It'd be a real, it'd be a real push for them. If they can somewhere mid-table, High mid table is a good is a good uh, season for them, um, but with a new manager coming in and you know all the big clubs licking their lips, looking at all their players, you know uh, that uh, uh, T- Tony guy um, is some player. I've I've thought he's one of the best players I've seen this season so far. That's playing outside the top four or top six. The, there's Tony plays for them, right? The striker. My, no, am I right in thinking that? Hang on, Brighton or Brentford? Brentford. Ivan Tony plays for Brentford. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> well, they should okay. sign. They should sign him. They should that sign him. But... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. Actually, no, they they have problems scoring goals. Actually, if I if I remember correctly, uh, Brighton. Fully enough. Um, no, I mean, I, I I think. Look, at at the end of the day, um, are we playing them home or away? Oh man, now I have to go back to my uh, agenda. It's so far in the future. Either way, it's, it it's at home. We have it's to at beat home. Them. Saturday, the first of October, okay. at home at Anfield. I think that'll make yeah. a difference as well, well. That's a that's an absolute no-brainer. In fact, like I'm not saying we will beat them, but we have to beat them. That's you know that's and everybody <laughs> will know that. Like the fans will know that, the team will know that, Klopp will know that. It's almost getting to the stage where you know we're going to be greeting the, we're going to be welcoming the bus. <laughs> it's got to that stage so quickly. I think you're right, though, but this is we, interesting. We, we need they need a kick up the ass kind of thing, and they need a little bit of help from 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 the fans, right? Because it's like everybody, because they're all coming for us now, right? All of the all of these uh, pundits and uh, and and pundits of other teams, particularly, who've had to sit there and just watch us win everything or nearly win everything for years now. Now they, there's blood in the water, and they're coming for it. They're coming out of a woodwork, you know, um, with all different types. Even the story I mentioned earlier on. I mean, who knows if that's true or not? It's probably not true. It's probably just people shit storing, you know, because they because Liverpool's in a difficult difficult place. So let's let's just put some bad stories out there. So yeah, I think we need to regroup, get that kind of siege mentality, and um, 
at the very least we have to start outrunning the opposition uh home and away you know that has to they have to fix that straight away um and take one game at a time because that's all we can do right now i mean i'm not i'm not worried about city i'm not worried about all i'm worried about is the team that's in front of us that we're playing and the team that's above us in the league uh each week that's it and then yeah. we just chase up chase them down hunt them down pick up the points uh-huh. and that's that's all we can do right at this stage yeah i mean it's it's but it's i mean it's a really interesting answer there's tons i want to talk about uh, you know with that but about about the idea of the the urgency you're absolutely right Brian. we have to really 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 focus on on each game as it comes but i wonder if the players are getting a little bit nervous because if you just look at you know the simple you know the the simple facts the most important fact as for all of us is the premier league table right it, and I've got it in front of me. We've got, you know, we, we've won two from six. We've drawn three and we've lost one. There are lots of arguments to, to say that we've been unlucky, actually, in time, at times, even though, yes, we're markedly slower. We're not outrunning the opposition. Uh, you know, we've had lots and lots of injury problems and, you know, the body language hasn't been great. If you look at some simple facts from the table itself, Liverpool have scored 15 um, which is two fewer than Arsenal, who have scored 17. It's a lot fewer than Man City, who have scored 23. So we, they've scored eight more goals than us, even though they've played one extra game. Uh, Tottenham have also played one extra game, and they've scored uh, three more than us. They've scored 18. So uh, apart from that, Brighton have scored 11. You're absolutely right, Brian. Brighton do struggle for goals. Man United have scored eight in six games. Uh, you know they 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 are on twelve points. They're three points ahead of us, but but they're not playing particularly well. Liverpool have scored fifteen. Uh, we've conceded six, which is the same as Man City, who get all kinds of kinds of plaudits for their defensive work, and that's good. Um, but you know, Arsenal have, have conceded seven, and they they're supposed to have a new, improved, brilliant defence. They've they've conceded seven. We've conceded six. But even though they've played one game more than us, maybe God, there's so much I want to. I've got too many questions. But somebody made the point. Sorry, somebody made the point as well that we might want to take into consideration is that maybe that maybe these guys are burnt out a little bit, right? Because sweet mother of Jesus. We we take for granted what what these guys have done over the past four years. We just we just rock up every season expecting miracles every season, and they provide them to us. You know they they do ninety points plus a season. They run City right down to the last day every year. We expect it. You know even in COVID we managed to get third. We get to European finals year in, year out. I think I don't. I don't think even there was a single season that we haven't been in a European final since since uh, Klopp has come in, right? You know, we we were in the Europe, we were in the 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 beer Europa uh, Europe final, and then now we're in the Champions League year in, year out. You know, worst case scenario, we're in the semis. And and last year was particularly a bitter pill to swallow, right? Because with about a cold. couple of weeks, I was thinking about it yesterday. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. No, but it I was agree. So bad, not I agree. But the yeah. but the burnout thing. Okay, I want, but I want to park that to the side for a moment because I want to talk okay. about the mentality of of our players. Okay, because if you look at the, you could argue basically that we've been unlucky because our goals for and our goals against column is actually very competitive in this league. So. 
we're going into this next matches, this hugely intense period where, you know, our confidence isn't up. Our opponent's confidence in every match is going to be up because of the media narratives and because Liverpool are, are relatively doing very poorly, only being in eighth place. After six games, it's only six games. You have to keep reminding ourselves of that, as Damien was saying in the chat earlier. But the mentality going into this game, I wonder if we're going to worry too much, Alan, because we've got all of these games coming up, 13 in six weeks. We've got Champions League games in the middle of that. But let me just count how many Premier League games there are in that. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Premier League games. If we win all eight, Alan, then we will still be on one ten, drawn three and lost one. So we will we will still be we'll be up there at the top of the league, but we still won't necessarily be first or even second, given the form of Arsenal and Man City so far. So I wonder if this mentality is going to be a problem for us, Alan, if, you know, like the fact that we're going to be too nervous knowing we have to win so many matches now on the bounce. Is it going to be possible for us to, you know, get over that? How are we going to deal with that? How can the players deal with that? What, how can I deal with that? There's a supporter. I'm going bananas already. It's the international break. Yeah, it's the, it's it's one of those catch-22 situations, isn't it? We know we can do it because we've done it for so many years. But it's, it's this year's... You know, um, performance that makes you think no. So, um, but yes, I think we can do it. We just need to go one game at a time. If the players can go back to that mentality that we had the year we won it, it's very hard to do when you're in that situation as you're pointing out. Um, the one thing I will say to you about our goals scored, don't forget nine of them were against Bournemouth. So, our goals scored. Is, is not as high as it sounds. Um, that's true. I have actually forgotten about Bournemouth. Yes, really. yes. That's, yes, nine, that's okay. nine out of our 15 goals. Yeah, jeeps, like, uh, jeepers. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. Um, but, yeah, no, I think it's no coincidence. It's no coincidence that Brian has, has told us that story he's heard today. Like, this, that we all noticed something wrong. But if we just go back to siege mentality, one game at a time, we have to win this game. We can do it. And personally, I always find we play better when we're playing more games. If we're playing a game maybe two, three days, four days, we seem to play better. If we get a break in between a week, we seem to come back stale or slow in the games. So so I think maybe this run of games where we get it will, will be good for us because I think it focuses the, the players' minds on the next game, the next game. You know, um, with our intensity, we need... If we train intensely and do all that stuff, we need games every few days. I think it suits us better. Um, also... Thiago coming back, like we, we touched on it earlier on, is huge. That player, he, he just lifts the crowd when he walks in the sideline, don't mind the pitch. He, he's fantastic. And, uh, just to, if, if you don't mind me saying, I won't mention the name of the podcast, but I, I, I was in the chat the other day telling you that I was listening to a certain podcast that um, I love because it's where I first heard you on. So, uh, so um, they were talking about Thiago. And then says, but the negative of Thiago coming back is Harvey Elliott might get less games. And I thought, how can you say a negative of Thiago coming back? And they actually spent 10 minutes to treat them on the show. They all had to go at it saying it was a negative. Would, oh, that's ridiculous. That's I would, ri oh, man. Shocked. Shocked. I just, I, I put it up on our chat and just, and, and 
group there because I was just so pissed. <laughs> I wanted to, I would say if they had a phone number, I was going to ring. Yeah. John Gibbons just talks absolute nonsense all the time. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I, good I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you on that, Alan. John Gibbons. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, but if I ever heard if I ever heard a negative thing from 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 so-called so-called supporters or whatever the negative that Thiago's back, Harvey might get less minutes. I just I mean, you know, people try and find fault in anything. Remember my favourite saying: If Jesus came back from heaven, there will be people criticising his sandals. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but there you go. Um, <laughs> Some great uh, comments in the chat. Gary Richards says, uh, Ibu and Hendo will be returning, um, which is a very good point, Brian, because, you know, we talk about the mentality. We're going to, it's a brilliant answer from Alan. We need to really focus on every match. That's the only way we can deal with it. And we we are good enough to win each match if we, if we give each one our full concentration and if we can get... The, the team spirit back and the you know the positivity that we can do it and you know a great win against Ajax was, was is, is a great thing to to build upon as well we can we can focus on the positives but with Ibu coming back uh Hendo coming back you know a couple, maybe a couple of other people maybe coming back from injury after the international break Ibu's going to be huge uh Jota coming back as well I said we'd talk about him um Brian is it just you know it's just simply about the players isn't it like the better your players are, the better your results. And now we're going to have uh, some absolute corkers coming back. That's good. Brian. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, but I'm um, uh, yeah, completely, completely. And actually, I don't think if you look at the the games that we've got coming up, you said like we've got eight or nine games, and I'm just looking at them now, and that does the, the, it's 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 pretty pretty challenging. We've got Arsenal away, we've got Man City. We've got uh, West Ham. They always give you a decent game. We've got uh, Spurs away. <laughs> uh, these are like sandwiched in between games against Ajax and Napoli. So, I mean, you know, for like, football fans, it's going to be brilliant because we're playing wall-to-wall bangers in terms of opposition. And, uh, you know, if you take into consideration what the story is about Liverpool at the moment and the results have been so-so and... You know, outside of Liverpool, you would, I think people would say that Liverpool are not going to get a lot out of those fixtures. You know, in you know, at the top of them. But, but actually, with each game that we play, it starts with Brighton. We 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 pick up three points there, and then we give ourselves an opportunity to push the push the conversation on. I mean, Arsenal really haven't played anybody this season. Still, you know, if you look at their, if you looked at who they've played, the first. The only team that they played that you could argue is at any rate decent is Man United, and then and they got beat three 0 by them, I think. And so maybe we're giving Arsenal a bit too much credit, right? And uh, we could uh, do what we always do when we go down to London and play Arsenal, um, just you know, reass make them reassess their options or lower their goals for the season. Uh, <laughs> you know, we can all we can all listen to AFTV <laughs> afterwards and have a good giggle. Um, and that, you know, we got Brighton and then we got Arsenal. And if we win those two games, then now we're kind of earning the right to start to think about us being back in the conversation again. Then we've got the big Man City game 
and that's like the title decider. There'll be so much. It'll be Nunes versus Haaland, you know, and uh, Klopp versus Pep, and it'll all go. And you know, it's a it's a real coin flip when the, when those two teams play, right? You know, it's like who who who's who's the best? It's very difficult to separate those two teams. So we could easily beat them. Equally, they could easily beat us. We, who knows? More times than not, we kind of we kind of cancel each other out uh, on the day. But again, let's say we do beat them, then the season has now been transformed, right? It's uh, the whole picture is looking totally different, you know? And, uh, you know, we got a great result against Ajax um, there just before, you know, the last few days. And that was, was, was so important, actually, because if that had been another 1-1, then that really kind of emphasizes the whole Liverpool are shit, everything's going wrong. But really, we took a bit of pressure off there um with that and so now yeah i think we're already in that kind of um every game's a final because you know when you when you set uh, such high standards when you're chasing you know trophies on all four fronts or when you're always chasing the league and you're always seriously thinking about winning the champions league every game matters and because we've had a few less than stellar results the the wriggle room for for error is so tight so now it makes everything so much more dramatic you know so we're still in it, but we have to start picking up results now. Um, Brighton is a is an absolute must win. I mean, I and I know that's like um, many times before you say that's bombastic. You can't say things like that. That's silly. It's not silly. It is an absolute must win in order to, to to keep in the conversation. If we don't beat, if we don't get three points again at home against Brighton, then we're out of the title race for sure, guaranteed. But if we do, then you know. Let's uh, let's keep betting the house, you know, <laughs> and see, see how we go, you know, because it's going to be fun no matter what. We're all football fans. We get to see eight games in, in six weeks or something like that. It's brilliant. Most of them 13 are brilliant games. games. Yeah, eight Premier League games. Thir- 13 games. 13. We've got the Champions League, five Champions League games as well, man. It's going to be gonna awesome. Be it is going to be, it's gonna be awesome. awesome. It's going to be depressing and awesome at the same time. You know, who knows? <laughs> oh, we could be ecstatic the whole time. It's, you know. Why not? I'm looking forward to it. 13 out of 13. I mean, you're absolutely right, Brian. I mean, Klopp's, Klopp's way, you know, ever since he joined us, if we even if we lose, it's epic. If we draw, it's epic. You know, it's like this This team's got the, you know, broken positive records, so many of positive records, record after record. And then also, no Liverpool team has lost six matches in a row apart from Klopp's team at home. It's absolutely mad. It's bananas. It's uh, kooky town. Um uh, Alan, this Champions League thing, we've got Rangers, we've got a double header against Rangers. If we, um, you know, yes, you're punching the air with joy, it should be really cool, shouldn't it? So that's Saturday against Brighton, and then the Tuesday against Rangers, then the Sunday against Arsenal away, and then Rangers away on the Wednesday, and then after Rangers, Man City at home at Anfield and that's going to be October the 16th it's just those five matches are, are, are just just uh, you know wetting the appetite you know get the get the baby sham in the fridge um Alan what uh, I don't know Rangers in the Champions League first leading into Manchester City with that Arsenal match as well right in the middle Oof. Um, your thoughts, Alan? I don't know on any of it, all of it, whatever. Rangers, Arsenal, Man City. Well, looking forward to it all, but as a green-blooded Irish man, I cannot wait. Rangers is the must-win game of the season. You have to beat Rangers. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's a great amount of games coming up there. That they're all they're all juicy, aren't they? You're just looking forward. Um, 
I was just going to ask you, but you just said it there. It's Man City at home, isn't it? Yeah, so at home. That's, yeah, that's a must-win game. We have to we have to make a statement in that game. Um, but, but even like Arsenal, they're all tasty fixtures. I think this is what Liverpool need. We need must-win games. Come and wrap it every few days. I think this is um, this is where we where we find out how how stale it's gone. This is where we find out if we're going to be finishing second or fighting for fourth in this next them next few games. Oh, these lads, it, a few of them now. I'll have to get together with a few of the lads. They're they're just oh, man. like Brian said earlier. They're football fans. They're the games you want to look at. Can't oh, wait. Can't wait for them games. Totally. You know, yesterday and, I went. Uh, to, go on. Sorry. Go no, on. no. You went. I was going to say I'm delighted. Um, we're just go back to the Ajax game, how mm. good is it to have Joel Matip back? Oh, Joel, yes. Great. Joel Matip goes forward with the ball more than our midfield does. He, I was backing him to score a header in that game. I just felt it. He was fantastic. I think he made a huge difference. Even when he came on in the second half against Napoli, he had got a goal in the first few minutes of the game. But I think Joel Matip has been so badly missed. I, I just love that man. I just love him. I think he makes Virgil play better as well because if you watch games, um, I'm a people watcher. I love watching people and bits off the ball and stuff. You will see Joel Matip telling Virgil that like, you know, everyone talks about Virgil as the leader, but him and Joel, I think, on the pitch are, are treat each other as equals. And I think they're our best centre back pair. And I think since he's come back, it's made a huge difference and hopefully you can stay fit that's always the fitness yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and and with Ibu coming back I mean I'm sorry for the Joe Gomez fans but in my mind Joe Gomez is a clear fourth it's not I mean I said that before his uh his nightmare performance uh you know in, in that game uh recently whatever whichever one it yeah, was one I've, I've I've blanked out of my mind yes carry on and, and I, I always say Joe um Joe Gomez is not a goal threat. Mm. You know. Yes, he doesn't dribble like Joel Matip. I mean, Joel yeah, Matip, he dribbles more than me outside or, the patisserie, but carry on. Yeah, Sorry. but even on headers or in the box for penalties, you never, or for corners, you never you never feel Gomez is going to do anything, you know. Whereas with Man, with Matip and Van Dijk, you always feel there's a chance for a goal. Like, he's definitely number four now definitely yeah yeah i think so i think so uh let us know let us know how you feel about all of this in in, in the chat i mean i've i've just uh i don't know there's so much i mean i'd like to talk to you guys for ages for but uh you know life does get in the way so we do sort of have to edge towards uh towards wrapping it up um i was trying to think oh yeah 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 so yeah gosh i've got loads of things to do in the next month i've got to uh potentially move apartment to a small town you might have heard of Chantilly Lace it's actually pronounced Chantilly in French you sort of pronounce the double L as a Y Chantilly like a Bastille doesn't exist in French it's Bastille same kind of thing double L pronounce it like a Y but anyway I might be moving to Chantilly so I might have all these kind of boxes and things I've got to keep going with cop on as much as possible but I did uh, notice in Chantilly if we move there, that um, there is a pub called the Paddock that shows the football, uh, which we just happened to walk past, which is uh, obviously so I might be watching it from the Paddock in the Paddock, uh, making a making a fool of myself um, in the first ever Liverpool match by, you know, jumping on the tables, by hugging every person in sight. If as uh, Joel Matip climbs and heads in his his hat trick goal against Brighton, and uh, you know as as Darwin scores his overhead kick against Manchester City, 
to win the match in the last minute. Uh, but thank you very much. Um, have we missed anything, Brian? Are there things that you would like to talk about, uh, you know, uh, that we haven't mentioned? You know, you want to talk about Mo Salah, Bobby Firmino, Artemelo, people have been talking about in the chat. I don't know. Anything you want to mention, Brian, that we've missed? No, I just think that uh, the town of Chantilly Lace will, will welcome your pretty face. And, uh, <laughs> you know... And uh, I think that Darwin has been a real evolution in our attack. Very good. Uh, very, very original. Haven't heard that. I got to get out in there somehow. Good <laughs> uh, no, all the best with your move. Uh, and uh, the, the, the paddock. What a great name for a boozer. Huh? That's uh, a. That's, uh, where else can you be, really? It's an Irish <laughs> pub, is it? It's an Irish bar. Yeah, yeah, next to this. Of station. course it is. In Shanti, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll be in there. Um, but there you go. Um, lots of thanks to everybody in the chat. Damien said, We agree, we must smash Rangers. Yes, we do. Gary Richards, Joel Matip is worth his weight in Bratverst. You're absolutely right, Gary. And uh, <laughs> It's very good. Uh, Damien says uh, he, he lives in France too. Yeah, get in touch, Damien. Maybe come to the paddock in Chantilly for the next match. I don't know when I'll be there, to be honest. If I'll be there, but I think I will. Alan, anything you would like to mention that we haven't uh, mentioned yet? Uh, no, just enjoyed the chat, lads. And uh, just to, to everybody in chat, thanks for the messages. And, and it's really great. And please hit that like button and share. Uh, because um, help build a channel, because I know you you own are a very quiet man. You don't ask people to share too often. So I said, let's stick it in for you. Please hit <laughs> the like and share. Yeah, thank smash you very the like much. Button. If you can, yeah, smash it. Or just tap it gently. That would be very helpful. Yeah. And, and uh, sorry, one last little thing. Yeah, go on. Yeah, of course, has the best name on the channel. <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great username. Is that yeah. yeah, it's probably yeah, of course. Yeah, very good. Well done, well done. And thank you so much uh, to Alan. Thank you so much to Brian. Thanks to everybody in the chat. And thanks to everybody listening. The old podcast version, we have not forgotten you. If you want to subscribe to our YouTube via the audio podcast, you can go in the description and you can subscribe there'll be a link to subscribe to youtube if you want to and um yeah thanks to everybody so you know take care you'll never walk alone it's a it's a long walk to the next match but we're gonna have it with hope in our hearts because after this you know like after this i feel better you know be at the beginning of recording i was thinking there no no feeling a bit down about how we've played etc but with as you say, all the players coming back, as people in the chat have been mentioning, you know, we've got brilliant Darwin coming back, Ibu coming back, uh, Joel Matip latterly mentioned him. I'm getting more and more optimistic, you know, if we win our next matches and if we beat City and if we win our game in hand, uh, then on October the 17th, which is less than a month away, um, we'll be just two points behind city uh, we're gonna win everything it's on it's on it's on thank it's you on. let's go liverpool let's go <laughs>